0: If you trust God and go to his word and you spend time learning, what happens is he begins to resort your fears without you necessarily focusing just on those fears. As our perspective begins to shift, as our life begins to be shaped by the teachings of Jesus, we may find that our fears dissipate or move or change in ways that we didn't expect. It might just be different. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to How to Study the Bible. I'm Nicole, your host, and so excited to be with you today as we are wrapping up the summer and already looking ahead to the fall. Just want to let you know about an opportunity if you've been with us. um, You heard me tell you last week that we're going to study the book of Romans for the fall starting in September, and it's going to be a little different than some of our previous podcasts. Of course, you can just continue to listen on as you have and we would love that and you can subscribe share it with your friends let it be an encouragement for you weekly however if you want to take a next step we are going to just have a free reading plan that gives you some framework to use the alive method all through the week as well as a facebook group for shared community and encouragement just a way to stay kind of connected and have some questions answered i will be frequently in that group as well so All you have to do, it's totally free, just an an option for you, is go to NicoleEunis.com slash Romans, and you'll find out all the information you need there. We'll send you what you need, um, and we'll be in Romans for all of the fall. And really, the big goal of that is Romans truly is a beautiful, um, thorough (laughs) depiction of what it really means that we are saved by grace. And all the backstory that goes into what does it mean the way that God came to the Israelites and how he reveals himself through them and through us and through Jesus in a way that gives us life. So it's going to be great. I'm really excited about it, but there's a lot there. So we wanted to add some extra helps along the way. So NicoleUnis.com slash Romans if you want to join us for that. All right, we are continuing in a little mini-series on truth for our feelings, and today we're going to talk about what do we do when we feel scared, and I am going to another very familiar passage that really is one of my favorites within a favorite. Um, If you have not spent a lot of time in John 14 through John 17, I want to encourage you that this like intimate um poignant powerful dialogue of Jesus with his disciples before he goes to the cross Jesus with his father before he goes to the cross Jesus praying for believers before he goes to the cross is so incredibly rich that I think we could spend every month reading through those chapters and continue to get more out of it. So we're not going to do it justice today. We're just going to take 10 verses there in the middle, but they are particular verses that I think give us some instruction on what to do when we feel scared, which is something that we all feel. We all have times of great fear, whether that fear is for our own safety or our own health, whether it is for a family member whether it's just a fear that feels oppressive because of our culture and our world, um, whether it's you know something that takes us by surprise, knocks us down like a rogue wave, and we find ourselves completely decentered and disconcerted, all of those things happen to us because we're human and it's part of our human existence and into that human existence. God speaks. So we're going to be in John chapter 14, verses 15 through 26. I just want to encourage you to take a deep breath and receive these words from Jesus for you today. Jesus says, If you love me, you will obey what I command, and I will ask the Father, and he will give you another counselor to be with you forever Whoever has my commands and obeys them, he is the one who loves me. He who loves me will be loved by my father, and I too will love him and show myself to him. Then Judas, not Judas Iscariot, said, but Lord, why do you intend to show yourself to us and not to the world? Jesus replied, if anyone loves me, he will obey my teaching. My father will love him and we will come to him and make our home with him. I added verse 27. I forgot that I wanted to include that one. What a beautiful, just, passage that Jesus is speaking. And as we take the alive method and we ask the question, okay, what does it say? Obviously it says a lot and we're not going to be able to go into all of it because the depth and the richness of this passage would take some time. Yeah. But even when you have 15 minutes in the morning or in the midday or before you go to bed, it is not wasted time to read through a passage like this. And and what I want to encourage you, friend, is do not get caught up when you don't understand something. Like when something you're like I don't get that. Like don't don't worry too much about that. God reveals himself to us in waves and in bits and all through our lives and there may be times where you have a deeper revelation through a passage. There may be times where you read it and you're like I'm not sure about all that, but what do I hear out of it? So that's what I want to encourage you to right now. What do you hear from this? And as I think about what it feels like to be scared, I think one of the scariest things is feeling alone. One of the scariest things is isolation, feeling like there's not a place to belong. And it's interesting to me that in this passage, and I sort of underlined it in my own text, that Jesus immediately says, I will not leave you as orphans. What an interesting word to use, because that is implying family. An orphan means a person without parents, a person without family. And Jesus is like, don't worry, don't be afraid. I won't leave you as orphans. So there already exists this deep family connection when we are in Christ and when we are following Jesus. So I noticed that I I circled orphan. I'm like, interesting. And the whole idea that the father and Jesus will come and make their home with us again, circled that like God will come and make a home. We will not be left as orphans, yeah? And then this whole passage is sort of guardrailed around this idea of this is why I give you my peace, right? Peace I leave with you. Peace I give you. Do not be troubled and do not be afraid. It's like the whole idea of do not be troubled and do not be afraid is connected to all those verses above. Like Jesus is basically giving us the reason why we do not need to be troubled and why we do not to be need to be afraid. A lot of times in our fear, we want God to just remove the circumstances that are making us fearful. Father, protect my child and let nothing go wrong. Or Lord, fix this issue at my work and and, and get me that promotion. And we, we sort of solve the problem. And in our prayer, like, I'm going to solve the problem, God, and I just need you to now listen to the way that I say that you should solve the problem. And what we find here, and this happens all through scripture, is that Jesus does not solve the problem the same way that we would solve the problem. And we've got to now have the faith to say, okay, in this passage, it's saying, do not be troubled. Do not let your hearts be afraid. And this is the reason why. This stuff above it is the reason why. So what we hear when we look at what does it say is, okay, there is um, a place for following commands that basically when I live into Jesus's teaching, I choose every day to live into Jesus's teaching, whether I... Uh, fully feel like it or not. I set my mind to say today is a day that I will deny myself, take up my cross and follow Jesus. Um, There's something to be said about when I'm following him, I'm going to experience this love and I'm going to have this relationship living in me, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, which is what the comforter means in this passage. So I've got all of this stuff happening that's telling me these are the things that are going to happen that are the reason that your heart doesn't need to be troubled. Okay, second part. What's the backstory? Now, I've given you a little bit of the backstory here at the beginning, just in the context of what's happening here. What we want to understand is these are Jesus's powerful last words. Um, actually, the, the chapter heading for John 14 is Jesus comforts his disciples. So this whole 14, 15, 16, 17 is going to be Jesus giving comfort around how the world is going to work and what it's going to be like when Jesus is no longer with his disciples in the flesh. So obviously, that is very pertinent to us as we experience being followers of Jesus without him in the flesh. And so we see in this, if you just even scan your chapter headings, you get a little bit of a feel for some things that are going to happen. Jesus is going to talk about what it means that he's going to make our home, his home with us. Jesus is going to talk about what it means to remain in him. He's going to talk about what we should expect from the world. He's going to talk about why we don't have to fear. So these are the kinds of um, grounding thoughts on how to have a perspective on life, that yes, if you trust God and go to his word and you spend time learning, what happens is he begins to resort your fears without you necessarily focusing just on those fears. As our perspective begins to shift, as our life begins to be shaped by the teachings of Jesus, we may find that our fears dissipate or move or change in ways that we didn't expect. It might just be different. Okay, so what does it mean? Question three in the Alive Method. What does it mean? Well, there's a lot we could take from here, right? So many principles. But for some, let's just, let's just go and throw a few starter theories. Remember, a principle is just like a theory that we're building based on what we've read. And so one of the theories I have is that God promises to be with us. And another principle, our fear is dissipated by God's presence. So again, what is a principle? It means we are building a theory, and we 're saying, "Does the rest of Scripture support that? Is that what i what I read in the whole of scripture? Um, is this relevant now, and it was it relevant then? Is this idea, this principle the same thing that Jesus was saying to his followers at the time as he is saying to us, and I think we could certainly go with the presence of God dissipates our fear. And how is God present with us? Well, it says, as you follow his commands, as you love Jesus and follow his commands, it says he will make his home with you and, and the father will be with him. And also you get this third gift, which is the counselor, the spirit of truth that's going to lead you. So all of this leads us to a place where we feel like we have a sense of belonging. We have a sense of power, not power from ourselves, but power because power lives in us. And power and belonging And direction are what dissipate fear. So what does it mean for me? What does it mean for us today? I want to encourage you to just take a moment. And sometimes we're not really in touch with our fear. Um, Some of us very much are. Some of us are just sort of going through life with a low-lying anxiety that comes out as stress or as irritability or as tiredness. And sometimes we just need to stop and say, what am I fearing really? Am I fearing that I won't be admired? Am I fearing that I will be rejected? Am I fearing that I won't have security in my life? Am I fearing death for myself or for a loved one? Getting in touch with our fear and then saying, okay, the principle here is that the presence of God dissipates fear because God provides belonging. God provides power. God provides direction. What is it that I need to ask of my heavenly father today, knowing that he gives this loving passage about the fact that he will be with us. He will not leave us as orphans. You are not alone. You are not abandoned. You are not rejected. You are not not enough. All of those things are lies. What God says is as you follow Jesus's teachings, as you love him, We're not going to do it perfectly. But as I just place my heart in a position to say, I want to try to follow Jesus today. God is living with us and dwelling with us and giving us the counselor, the comforter, the spirit of truth. All of this stuff is being given to us. So we can actually bring our fear into the light. We can name our fear. We can take it down from above us and put it right in front of us and say, this is really what I am, you know, fearing. God, can I bring this into your presence right now and just acknowledge it? And what happens when we acknowledge it and we bring it into God's presence and we worship our Heavenly Father is that the God that we understand, the God that we are becoming more and more in touch with just becomes, is bigger than we think. And therefore, in that perspective shift, our fear gets smaller. As God gets bigger, our fear gets smaller. I want to encourage you today as we close in prayer to bring that fear before the Lord and trust that he's big enough to handle it. Father in heaven, we thank you for these moments together. And God, uh, just even as I picture all of these listeners, wherever you are today, whatever country you're in, wherever you're walking or working or resting or worrying, God, we pray that we would know the bigness of your presence and the strength of your power, and that in doing so, our fears would shrink as our eyes become fixed on you, as we worship you as a God who actually says, I will not just be a God far ahead, far above, but I will also be a God in your heart. I will come and dwell with you. I will make a home with you. I will not leave you as orphans. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Thanks for listening to How to Study the Bible with Nicole Eunice, a production of LifeAudio.com and the Salem Web Network. This episode was produced by Kelly Gibbons and our executive producer Stephen McGarvey and edited by Stephen Sanders. If you enjoyed what you heard today, we'd love for you to head over to your favorite podcast app and leave us a review. It really does help people find us. To learn more about Nicole, you can check out our website at NicoleEunice.com. Her book on how to study the Bible is called Help, My Bible is Alive. And you can find a link to that, plus a link to Nicole's site, in today's show notes. I'm Don Hawkins, inviting you to be encouraged with my weekly podcast, Encouragement for You. To subscribe, go to lifeaudio.com.